This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai. There's joy in every journey. At Alma, we know the connection between you and your therapist matters. But if you're already feeling stressed and burnt out, the idea of trying to find a therapist you really connect with can be overwhelming. That's why Alma's focused on helping you find the right therapist for you. When you browse their online directory, you can filter by the qualities that are most important to you. Then book free 15-minute consultations with any therapist you're interested in seeing. And because 95% of therapists at Alma accept insurance, you can find care that's affordable too. You want to talk to someone, but not just anyone. Alma is there to help you find the right fit. Visit helloalma.com slash therapy30 to schedule a free consultation today. That's helloalma.com slash therapy30. It's time. It's time. Time to get in the zone. Time to get in the zone. With the 49ers web zone. This is the No Huddle Podcast with Al and Brian. I am depressed as shit. And maybe like I just have like some emotional problems or whatever, but there is no like sadder time for me than after the holidays and when yeah. football season ends. Yeah. I hate when the regular season ends. I know you're thinking, Al, wait a minute. The Niners are, you know, huge expectations for the Super Bowl. I'm really excited about that. I cannot wait to watch the playoffs. But when the regular season ends, it's even worse when the playoff ends. You know, I'll bitch about that in like a month or whatever. But <laughs> when the regular yeah. season ends for me, dude, it is brutal i hate it because i look forward to these games all week i play fantasy i bet on them we have a job where we talk about football like i love it and i love like i love fucking week eight when it's just there's a game i'm looking forward to and i got i'm four and three in my fantasy and i need a win and there's just i got a day lined up and my wife has already accepted that I'm, i'm lost on sundays and she leaves me alone and like i can drink beers and watch football that's what I love it. I love every minute of it. And when it's over, it depresses the shit out of me. So that's where I am um, emotionally right now. Great game last night or Sunday night with the Bills and the my mistress Bills, my grandma, uh, the Bills, um, pulling that game out. And But now it's over and I'm depressed. But you asked me about Jake Moody, right? Isn't that yes. what you said? Yeah, Jake Moody. Yes. So, yeah, you know what it is? Like, one thing they knew with Robbie Gold. Yeah, he missed some kicks in the regular season. He missed some extra points. But dude was money in the playoffs. And we talked about it last show. The the Niners paid a lot of money for some of these positions that aren't primary positions, and it's worked out great for them. McCaffrey, the linebackers. Juszczyk's been a big piece of the puzzle. And Robbie Gold, they paid him a lot of money, and he made kicks in the playoffs. You're going into the playoffs right now with a kicker. You have no idea how he's going to respond. And that's yeah. even if he had a good regular season, even if he's yeah. what's his and name, Brandon did. Aubrey. Yeah, overall. Yeah. Oh, he did. Yeah. I don't want to say that. But even if he didn't yeah. have spells, let's say in the regular season, yeah. I should say, that would worry you. Um, 
even if you're that Brandon Aubrey dude from Dallas who never misses a kick, it looks like he's a robot. You don't know how he's going to respond in a yeah. 20 to 20 game, a 43 yard field goal. I don't even say 20 to 20, say 20 to 18, 43 yard field goal to win it. There's huge pressure there. You have no idea how the, how these guys are going to respond. So it's just one of those things until you see it, we don't know. And who knows if we can be in a position, who knows if it matters. But if you're looking for something to worry about, yeah, I guess that's it. And I was really at the end there before Sam Darnold turned into Sam Darnold and kind of <laughs> threw that fumble away or whatever the hell he did. Um, I was really hoping that Jake Moody was going to get a chance to get the bad taste out of his mouth. Said, all right, just yeah. let's get Not that I cared about the win, but just let's get in field goal range. Let's let him get the bad taste out of his mouth, hit a game winner. And then we're not talking about anything. We're talking about he hit a big kick. Yeah. And now it kind of, it kind of lingers. So, yeah. I mean, that was my, my biggest hope uh, after that first half, after he missed the field goal and the extra point was that he would get at least one more opportunity in the second half to kick a field goal just to see how things went. Because it does seem like, and again, we don't have a whole lot of history, and that's the other thing. That's mm-hmm. part of that's part of 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 the ang- of the anxiety is the uncertainty, right? Because all we have is this one season, and what we've seen in this one season is that he's pretty reliable. But when he misses, he then misses in bunches. It happened in the preseason, yeah. and then he was good in the regular for the first part of the regular season. And then it happened in Cleveland, and then he missed uh, he missed a, another field goal in Minnesota. I believe he missed another one against Cincinnati, right? He misses them in bunches. That's yeah. all we have to go on. And if he misses them in bunches, and he missed two on Sunday, what does that portend for the next time he takes the field? Now, perhaps one of the advantages is this bye week to just kind of wash it, and you know maybe he goes out and he just, you know, just like, free throws just kicks a hundred field goals a day. I don't, you know, I don't know. I, I'm not going to pretend to know how these field goal kickers practice or anything like that, but, but it definitely for me gave me anxiety going into the playoffs that I didn't need. And I didn't want uh, yeah. more than, more than, more than anything. And, you know, I, I said something on Twitter. I, I tweeted out that the 49ers would be 14 and three this season. If it weren't for Jake Moody misses in Cleveland and, you know, in this Rams game, because again, this Rams game ended 21 to 20. That field goal and extra point would have made it 24-21. They would have won that mm-hmm. game. Now, yeah. obviously, obviously, there are other factors involved, right? The defense, once the starters came out and it was all second string in the second half, you know, Carson Wentz turned into Michael Vick and and you know, they they gave up the the lead. It was 20 to 7. They ended up losing 21 to 20. The offense did nothing in the second half with Sam Darnold. I get it, but at the same time, Sam Darnold led that offense to 20, 24 potential points, but those missed kicks only gave them 20, and they ended up losing. So, you know, is it is it Jake Moody's fault that they lost yesterday? No. It wasn't a situation where he ha- he he could kick the game winner and and they would have won like it was in Cleveland. So really, you could mm. basically, to me, you can pin one loss on, on Jake Moody because the offense did what they needed to do to get him down the field, and he missed the kick. But it's it's just, like I said, it just provides anxiety. And the other thing that I don't think people think about is it provides anxiety for Kyle Shanahan, whose job is already hard enough. Yeah, And that was one of the things he talked about, about loving Robbie Gold, is that, 
he didn't have to worry about it. If he needed to call a field goal, he's going to call a field goal. He had all the all the faith in the world in Robbie Gold. And you got to wonder, does he have some of that anxiety with, with Moody when it comes to play calling, things of that nature? It just makes his job harder because there's uncertainty there. And so they brought that upon themselves when they drafted Jake Moody in the third round. They could have gone out and got a, a veteran kicker. In fact, mm-hmm. they had one in Zane Gonzalez. It's they're not they're not without fault, but it it is like I said going into this. That's the biggest worry I have. I don't really have worries anywhere else. There aren't injuries where I'm like I hope that guy can come back. I think Eric Armstead will be back. You know, knock on wood. The offense is whole. Like I think we're gonna be fine. And and honestly, I'm not even necessarily worried about it for the NFC playoffs because I don't think there's a team that can sniff the 49ers in the NFC field. But it, it's still there. Yeah. And he, he only attempted 25 field goals this year, which is 27th in the league. Yeah. Um, dude kicked 61 attempts for extra points and made 60 of them, you know, until, mm-hmm. so, until this last game. So they're not just scoring touchdowns. He actually only attempted six field goals over the last seven games. So yeah. that's kind of crazy. You and know, maybe like that's part of it. Lot, <laughs> yeah, maybe he just hasn't had a lot of chances, you know, but again, it doesn't matter if you kick, one field goal the whole season. If you got to kick one to go to the Super Bowl right. or whatever it is, you need them to do it. So it's a little bit crazy. This game, though, too, like, I listen, again, nobody watches more football than me. Nobody, I'm obsessed with football. I had a really hard time watching. This game just felt like get gross. this shit over with to me. Yeah. It was gross. felt like a preseason game. Mm-hmm. It felt like just get it. I just wanted I, I wanted to just get out of there. Like, I was almost watching it through, like, you know, my fingers over my eyes. Like, nobody get hurt, please. Let's just get out of this. And then the second half when like no starters or anything, it was it was a little tough to watch. So I'm glad it's over. And I'm well, I'm not glad the season's over, but I'm glad that meaningless game is over. We we can get to the playoffs here and get moving in the playoffs. And uh, Brian, the 49ers, so I was I was looking at a stat today. The Niners, the Packers, the Cowboys, and the Steelers all have 36 franchise postseason wins. The Patriots have 37. I just feel like it's right. If that the 49ers have the most postseason wins. And hopefully this season going into this, that's what I'm thinking. All right, they're at 36. Let's get to 39. And let's once again take over with the most wins for, for anybody in the postseason. Cause it just feels like the Niners, Steelers, Cowboys, Packers should all be up there. That feels right. The Patriots, whatever. You had a run with Brady. Go away now. Hate New England so much. But it just feels right that the Niners are back there. So that's cool. So I'm just I'm looking forward to this postseason. Like again that 94 and I was young younger but that 94 season it just kind of has that feel to me like I'm just ready to go out and just just want them to kick everybody's ass that's kind of what I feel like very confident very confident they can do that and it's it's exciting to get moving here and we'll talk a little bit about the playoff field and what the matchups could be but I just have that that huge level of excitement that I did with some of those and again Montana teams I was like 10 or 11, whatever I was in those later years but like the Steve Young teams I'm just ready to go in there and let's let's just kick some ass man I can't wait yeah, I love it. You know, <laughs> although my favorite thing from the game was right at the end of the first half when <laughs> when they knew that they were just trying to get Puka Nakua the <laughs> the receiving yardage record and the uh catches record and they started double teaming him to <laughs> to end the half. So like we're not letting you do that. <laughs> we're not letting you do that. And then eventually he got it in the second half and the and you like you see you they they put the camera or they showed a replay of uh, Sean McVay on the sideline and you can watch him watch the play develop. You watch him see, make the catch for the catches 
record. And the first thing he says is get him out, get him out. And I was yeah. like, that's the perfect. I love it. But well, Mc, you know, yeah, McVeigh doesn't like playing his players in those type of games, right? Either. Exactly. So that, that must and, have been killing him. Yeah, and I, I, pre- but I do appreciate that you know that he had him out there to get that record because you know I think some of these things are are important to some of these players and and players' families and things like that. And mm-hmm. you know, one of the things that came out of this season that I thought was interesting, um, I sent this in our in our no huddle group chat. I said this is an Al Sacco stat if I've ever seen one. Uh, Nick Wagner tweeted this out yesterday, but Debo Samuel went over a thousand rushing yards for his career on Sunday, uh, which means that he now has 4,122 receiving yards and 1,007 rushing yards through five NFL seasons. He joins hall of famer, Charlie Taylor as the only players in NFL history to hit those marks that quickly. So I thought that was really cool that, uh, that Debo's in rarefied air as a, you know, as really an offensive weapon, right? Because again, when you talk about rushing and receiving, that is typically going to be a stat that involves a running back. But what Debo Samuel isn't a running back, has never been a running back. He's just a running back in a, in a, or I would say a wide receiver in a running back's body and uh, just a cool accomplishment for him. And then the other one that I wanted to call out was uh, Aaron Schatz, uh, who invented DVOA. Uh, tweeted this out today. Brandon Ayuk had the highest receiving DVOA ever for a wide receiver with at least 100 targets, uh, topping Jerry Rice in his 1989 season, in which Rice had 129 receptions, 1,483 yards, and 17 touchdowns. Uh, this season for for Brandon Ayuk, incredibly, incredibly efficient to the point where it is again the best receiving DVOA, uh, which is a value per play, not total value in mm-hmm. NFL history. So again, kudos to the two wide receivers uh, that that the 49ers have for some pretty impressive accomplishments. Yeah, it's it's crazy the year IU had how efficient he was. And, and, and we know what Debo has been doing. And the, the statistics are all over the place. Purdy sets the 49ers franchise record for highest QB rating in the season. He did 113. Uh, Young was previous leader at 112.8 we know that yep. Purdy set the yardage record at 4208 yep. um he just you know had, had one of really just one of the all-time 49er quarterbacking seasons too which which mm-hmm. is incredible and he's super efficient and Ayuk was super efficient and I saw a McCaffrey stat today too and I have to pull it back up um I was reading an article by Bill Barnwell on ESPN and so McCaffrey this season he has 114 first downs, which is which is 38 more than any other <laughs> running back. Just insane. Wow. He's turned 33.6% of his touches this season into first downs or touchdowns. So something else maybe we'll get a little bit more into on another show um, when we look at maybe awards. But he had him actually third for offensive play of the year at CD Lamb and Tyreek Hill out of him, which I do not agree with. I don't um, either. And, and, and he talked about the MVP and he had Purdy second, which I think that's where it's going to come in. I think it'll be mm-hmm. Dak third, Purdy second, Lamar first. But he was talking about the year that Purdy had. And it's just was like an all time season. Like mm-hmm. it's going to be an outlier that he doesn't get the MVP with how statistically good Purdy was this year. So Lamar will get it. Yeah. And I think the reason Purdy's not going to get it is because of the Christmas game. If that yeah. game was at, I don't know, October, I don't mm-hmm. know, at one o'clock and it wasn't a national game, 
think it would get swept swept under the rug. Yeah, because that was Christmas night. And it was a yep. huge game. I really yep. watched it. It cost him the MVP. It did, and it's fine. It Listen, yeah. amazing. But statistically, Purdy had the kind of season that, you know, maybe he's in. It, Dak had a really good statistical season too, so maybe he'll get AP one, All Pro one. But Purdy mm-hmm. should get two at least for that season. Yeah, um, just just really a remarkable season for the Four Niners offense statistically and and on the field. Well, and and we talked last episode, and and Brandon Ayuk did not get a Pro Bowl nod, but with the type of season that Brandon Ayuk had, uh, I wouldn't be surprised also if he is AP one or AP two. Uh, yeah, uh, Barnwell well. had him AP two on his on his predictions. Yeah. He said he's going to have AP two. Yeah, which would be a huge accomplishment in and of itself. Um, and then the other thing, the other thing that came out of this again, Christian McCaffrey didn't play, but uh, he did take home the NFL rushing title, and he became the first 49er to do so since Hall of Famer uh, Perry in nineteen. Uh, Joe the Jet Perry, uh, not to be confused with Benny, not to be confused with Benny the Jet Rodriguez. <laughs> Rodriguez, <laughs> but this is Joe the Jet Perry uh, from nineteen fifty. I don't know in the fifties. So it's been quite a while for a 49er to lead the league in rushing. So again, just an all-time season from McCaffrey, Purdy, Ayuk, Debo, Kittle. It was just an all-time season for a 49ers offense. And it is, I think this offense that is, that is really going to be the engine that propels them to their sixth Lombardi. If, if, if they do win it. 